All right, episode number three. Welcome back. We appreciate you guys listening to to the AHG way. Here we are, and I appreciate you guys showing up every week to deliver awesome content. Thank you for hosting. You're a great host. Thank you. Okay, you good. I appreciate you that. Just bring, you just never track. bring the drinks, though. You do need to I bring know, that I know. I will be. I will start bringing drinks. <laughs> Brought my own. Life water. Life water. Okay. Yeah. We were... We were coached to get into the content sooner, so stop messing around, Chris. We'll go. Host <laughs> okay. this thing. All right, here we go. So last week we talked about finding a realtor. The week before that we talked about financing and the lending side of things. So mm-hmm. at this point in the game, we're assuming that you have, a, have an agent that you trust that's working hard for you and that you have a pre-approval from a lender that is approved by that agent that you trust so that you can be armed when the right house comes up, but let's talk about that searching process. So you've got an agent, you've got a lender, and you're trying to find the right house. What does that look like? And how do you, what do you, what should buyers be aware of and what should they expect in that process in today's market? One of the things that we always talk to our buyers about is that's a joint effort, uh, especially right now. There's inventory shortages across the country right yeah. now. It doesn't matter what market you're in. And so whenever I meet with a buyer, I, I talk to them about how, listen, this is going to be a joint effort. I'm going to do everything I can to stay in front of anything that hits the MLS, anything that hits Zillow, um, all of the online platforms. But you know what? There's a chance that you're going to be driving through one of these neighborhoods that you really want to be in, and you're going to see somebody through a for sale by owner sign out front, or you're going to hear through the grapevine from one of your friends that, hey, there's a house over here on you know, one of the streets you want to live on. And so at that point, the first call you make is to me. And we're going to put a strategy together to approach uh, either that for sale by owner, or I'm going to then go through the process of reaching out to the agents that have those homes listed, find out more about those sellers, what their needs are, and then we're going to go see those uh, together. And, you know, once um, hopefully narrow down on the, the home that you really love and want to put an offer in. Yeah, I love that. So let me ask you guys this. Mike, I've heard you talk before about buyer mindset and how it's had to shift over time because we mm-hmm. used to have a really casual approach as buyers. You and I, when we were selling houses you know, 10 years ago, you'd have 80 houses to look at. So the mindset then as an agent was trying to get them to only go look at 10 of those, not all 80. And I remember you coaching that me on that very early on. Like, How do you help a buyer narrow down to, mm-hmm. to their, their top 10%? Now, we're going to go look at all of their inventory. That's part of it because it's only eight houses, if that, on a good day. Right, Mike? So what's well, the mindset they need to be able to get a house now? Well, at that time, and that, that's been the mindset for years, now when, because you have such selection, the mindset now is and the conversation is, how much do you think we can negotiate with the seller? Yeah. That's the whole mindset. Yeah. How much are we, what will the seller take? How will we do all that? Well, that's a vital it's part. not going to get them a house. That not going to get them a house today, no, because, yep. again, you're looking, at, you're looking at new inventory coming on the market. There's more than just you, yeah. and so you have to have the mindset to go for it. So instead of how much is the owner going to negotiate, what do you think they'll take, you have to have that mindset of how much do you like this home and what are you willing to pay mm-hmm. in order to get it. Yeah. Now, I'm not suggesting you overpay. I'm just suggesting to you that if you want that house, you're going to have to go get it. Yeah, it's I not mean, what are they going to take. It's what right. is it going to take. Right. To get, right. When a buyer asks you that question, now you know they're thinking properly for this market. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take to get this house? Right. I was and, talking to one of our agents just yesterday, and she listed a house in Blackfoot that had uh, seven or eight offers. And she felt bad because real estate agents were calling her and saying, 
is my offer strong enough? How do yeah. I strengthen my offer? What can I do? And you know, she was sitting on an all cash offer, really good offer over ask, and she's like, I, do I break their hearts and tell them, you don't have a chance right now. And right. so how do I communicate this to them and, and let them know well, that, hey, we've got a really good <laughs> offer in place, give them as much as we possibly can. That doesn't mean that that all cash offer is what's gonna win that either. Right, yeah. you know, there well, are, there's other terms, so, right? And, that's right. And we always talk about just being money. Of course, money matters, but often it's other things. And so yeah. having that strategy to, to really make your offer look like you are the one you are the ones to work with. Yeah. They they want to work with you yeah. because you're going to make that path smooth and easy and unquestionable, so that that seller can make plans yeah. for where they're what they're going to do and, and when they're going to do it. I think what's cool we, in in the next uh, episode in this series is all about negotiation. So yeah. I think we'll drill in, drill into the the terms in an offer that can make it, and then those kinds of conversations with the other agent. That's part of it. And I love what you say, Chris. You talk about partnering with the client and formulating a strategy. You need to have a plan to get a house. You need to create a strategy. And you're really good at that and you can secure clients. Because like we talked about in the last episode, buyer's agents, the perception is that they have a key to get in the house and that's the extent of their value to me. And so if we meet with them, you know, if, you, if you're, I guess if we put this in the perspective of the client, if they're meeting with an agent and that agent's talking about creating a strategy to find, strategy to find a house and then secure it, that's a, that's a real, Right. Um, that's a real advantage for these buyers. But let's talk about the house hunting process. Like what, what are you guys seeing is as important to buyers right now? I mean, in terms of how the house itself, um, schools, neighborhoods, areas, what matters to buyers? What should they be thinking about in terms of criteria? Because we talk about low inventory. Do they even have a choice on some of these features that used yeah. to? The know, sad thing to... is, is it's really, the first thing most of the time is what can I afford? You know, yeah. it, it's not really about what what do I want because everybody wants whatever Joanna Gaines is doing right now. So uh, <laughs> that's what everybody wants. It's what can I actually get for the money that I'm approved for. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, the, and that's huge, by the way. Yeah. What are the most common criteria when a buyer sits across the desk from you, Mike? What's the most common criteria that they start with when they start down their list of their wants? Let's pretend for a minute, because we're not always going to be in this market. Because yeah. Chris is right. The days are gone where they can sit there for 20 minutes and, and give you 47 features they want in the house. They still give them to you. <laughs> yeah, we get yeah, to they, deliver the news. Yeah. That, <laughs> Do you stop yeah, them halfway it, through? Well, like, no, uh, hey, I want a well, shop. I want a little bit of acreage. I want, we hear that. Uh, I want we hear, brush nickel faucets. Yeah, I want the island in the kitchen. I want... <laughs> Yeah. But let's pretend sink. we're in a normal market and they actually do have yeah. a little bit of flexibility in the search it, and you still find out what it, they want even well, though it's, it's, it's very important you yeah. find out what folks want but then once you get to the wants list and you hear we hear this list yeah. now it's a matter of okay what's necessity mm -hmm. versus what would be nice okay versus this would be dreamboat Right, this would be really exceptional to have. So can you think so, of a client you've had in your office recently? Because I love this, I love what you just said. Give us an example of where they gave you everything and then you started narrowing down and they started compartmentalizing those features into those buckets. Mm -hmm. Where they said, hey, if it doesn't have this, don't even show it to me, I'm walking from the house. I'll give you an example. I had yeah, a call last week one. from a guy in Utah, referral, and he's moving up this way. And he said to me, I wanna be in Idaho Falls but I don't wanna have neighbors, I want a little bit of acreage, I'd like to be able to build a shop, and I'd like to be in this price range of about 600,000. Um, 
And so I just started asking him further questions about that. I said, okay, that's what you want. What does your wife want? Good. And he said, you know, she wants a bigger kitchen. They've got some kids. And when, he, when we finally got done, I said, okay, well, do you have to be in Idaho Falls? Because in my mind, I knew that, you know what? If he's willing to go to Jefferson County or get into the outskirts of Idaho Falls, then that there's Maybe. a reality there of, yeah. yeah, we might be able to find something that checks those boxes. And at that point, he said, well, no, if I have to go outside, then I'm more than willing to. So yeah. that's a good example of somebody mm -hmm. saying, these are all the things I want, and I want to be here. Totally. Well, do you have to be here? And it's, and it's a balancing act, too, because the more flexible he is on area, now he can be more mm -hmm. specific or unflexible on certain other criteria. Right. But if he's going to be super specific on everything, because it, it, here's how it works. As an agent... Now, of course, we're gonna go We're gonna go knock doors if that's what it takes, call FISBOs if that's what it takes, but we always start out in the MLS because that's what it's created for. So we start in the database and you're just running a query and you've got all these fields to choose from. And every time, so let's say right now you open it up, and I remember when there was, you'd click Bonneville County and you'd have 1,600 options. Right now you click Bonneville County, you have what, 70? 71 this 71 morning. 71 this morning, okay. So let's run through this. You click Bonneville County and you see the number go down. Seven, it goes down from, in all of our MLS, what, there might be 400? Maybe. Maybe. So you click Bonneville County, now we're at 72. And then you click three bedrooms or more, and now we're at 26. Yeah. And now you click Price Sunnyside <laughs> Elementary, and now you're at four. Yeah. And now you click a mother-in-law suite, you're at zero. Okay, that was a nice try. What else? Right. And that's the game we play. And then I'll say, well, okay, that's what Chris just did with this client, was then said, well, I started entering some of these other criteria, got down to zero. What if we broaden it to... Madison, Jefferson, Bingham County, oh, now we're back up to seven. And you play that game until we have a reasonable number of houses yeah. to look at. So people have to decide that. That's a common thing, the, the where you want to live. And other things are, well, I want a three-car garage. Yeah, that's a big one. Or I want a master bath. And, and, of course, all these conversations are price sensitive. If somebody comes in, well, I want a babbling brook and 12 acres, and I've got 350000 to, to spend. Hey, right? We're looking for street names, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's babbling a good one. Brook. <laughs> Babble, write that yeah. down. That is a good one. So anyway, it's, it's very important, and it's important that you have the relationship with your agent, that you will allow your agent to deliver news that the agent knows in advance that you're not going to like as a buyer, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's, that's really vital. And, but also ask the agent to show you. So even as a part of the process, I will often, I'll even go back to what's on the con under contract pending right now with that criteria. And so I'll go back and say, well, I'm not finding anything on the market. Let me see if there's anything pending that meets your criteria. It's not that I'm trying to show them a home. I'm just trying to see if there is anything. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't work, then I'll go to closed. And I'll tell them, look, I can't find anything closed or pending or active within the price range you're talking about. So let me ask you, if you can give up things, what would yeah. it be? Then you start loosening criteria. And, and, so, some, and that's probably the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing going on right now is that people, they may start off being very firm about their criteria, and either after they've lost out on a couple of houses or they continue to not find what they want, we find, we'll find the release of those, and then people will really start to prioritize yeah. what they have to have. And I wish it was different. We all wish it was different, but it, it really is the way it is. Yeah. And, Yep. So we have to accept that and then move forward. One thing that step. I'll add to that, and Mike does a really good job of this. Steve Anderson, one of the agents on our team, does a really good job of this. What we're, and Sean said, okay, we start on the MLS, which everybody does. Mm -hmm. And most agents nowadays, they start on the MLS and they click this 
listing alert buttons so that they're feeding every listing that comes in in that criteria mm -hmm. to these people. Um, but that doesn't work right now. That's not working for people. If, if that's all you're doing as an agent, you're doing them a disservice. And our team, and Steve and Mike especially, have uh, really good relationships with local builders. They know where they're building. They know what that inventory is priced at, what it's going to come on at. Uh, they've already talked to the builders and know what, what the builders are looking for in those relationships. And so that right there broadens the scope. Yeah. Uh, because that's not inventory that's hitting the MLS right now mm -hmm. or anywhere else for that matter. And so yeah. you're adding other arrows to your quiver as an agent that, that nobody else is offering. And, and then the other thing is if you're, you're searching for homes, you want to be searching for homes with an agent on the team that lists the most homes. Right. That just makes sense mm -hmm. because if they're listing more homes than anybody else, yeah. Well, those agents are going to have knowledge and know of the homes that are coming. Yeah, it's it's unlisted inventory. That's it's, right. So you've got listed inventory, which is the low-hanging fruit, and we can all go find that in three minutes. We can do a search. But then there is the, what is, and it's like what you talked about, what's the stock that's not on the, on the retail right. floor right now? And well, we've we got so many listings flowing through our business that we have a big back stock. So we have, and some of those have said, I will sell my house if you have a buyer, but I have no intention of listing it. That's, that's one that's not a coming soon. It's just a, you know what, come make me move type of a scenario. But then right. you also have the coming soon. We, have, we actually have more listings right now in our pipeline that are not in the MLS that, than we have in the MLS just because of the natural flow Before, rate. Yeah. I was just sitting here thinking of that. I've got six listings that I'm working right now. That aren't, nobody that, knows about them except. And, and so we start talking about them within the group about what's coming. And um, and that's really similar to the conversation we said. You may be sitting somewhere and somebody will tell you about somebody who they know who might be selling. Yeah. Well, pulling us in to help with that conversation as early as possible is, is really, yeah. it, it's a great step. So it's, it just requires We're different We're going to get in steps. trouble by the MLS board talking about coming soon, right? We're well, it's get... not on the market yet, so it's, it's not being marketed anywhere. We're just aware of it. And you, you know, these days rules we around get, that? There are rules around what we call coming soon, and yeah. one, if it start, if you start seeing something marketed anywhere, if it's on Facebook but it's not in the MLS, MLS yet, yeah. that's that should be a firm that has that home listed, but they're not active with it. Now, we don't actually do that as a general in our world. We don't do that because of of rules within our MLS. It's not yeah. what we're supposed to be doing. So, but what's the got, trouble? Like, what 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 happens, and what, well, why is it such an issue? Because we see mm -hmm. it sometimes. A listing agent will say, hey, coming soon. They'll even throw a sign out front. It'll hit the MLS as a coming soon. And then what happens that causes an issue? The biggest thing that, that really happened with us it really didn't have anything to do with the public necessarily. No. It, it, really was, it, it was really more inside the industry kind of thing where um, <clears throat> you put a sign out front and you put you, and it's got a coming soon sign on it. It's not on, it's not on the internet anywhere, maybe it's on your your Facebook page or some Instagram or wherever, and maybe you've said something to your database about it. Um, but it's not on the market yet, and it's not available to other agents and their clients. That's the issue. And that's the issue. And so then what happens is the client calls you, Sean, and says, I saw this house over on Hardert, and it kind of, it's got Anderson, it's Chris something, anyway. Guy with the beards on there, and you you know who that is. So you call Chris, and we're just saying you're a different company, 
and the sign's there, and you call Chris, and Chris says, Sean, it's not available for you, to, you and your client to look at. Right. And so you tell your client that, and now your client calls Chris. Right. <laughs> and Sure, I'll show and, it to you. And Chris mm -hmm. says, no, sure. I mean, that. well, we wouldn't no, honestly this is, wouldn't do that. That's, that's a violation. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a violation. That's right. That's but what created what was, the issue. But what was happening is that listing agent was saying, sure, I'll take you to yeah. see it. And then that buyer yeah. is going back to Sean saying, well, Chris showed it to me. Right. And now we've got a problem. And that's why and we, so, at the very front so end of the away. buyer consult, when we're talking to our buyers, it's yeah. anything you see, you yep. come talk to us yeah. and we'll help you. We just, yeah. and, and we want it's to, different, you know, though, for us to have a buyer in our office and say, you know what, it's interesting that you just laid out that criteria because I met with a seller last week that was thinking about selling their mm -hmm. home and it may be a good fit for you. Let me make a call and see if they might be willing to show it. And, and of course, here's the, here's the flip side, and then we'll wrap this conversation up because we're long, but... Um, we have to be very careful with making sure that we represent our seller's best interest because they're the ones that need to decide if it's, they need to understand that by not going live in the MLS, they're eliminating any chance of multiple offers, almost eliminating any chance of multiple right. offers. So you just lay it out to the seller and we have our agents do this. When you list a house, ask if they're open to early mm -hmm. showings because the advantage is they might not have to go through the nightmare well, process of prepping and listing your house. We'll finish the thought. Yeah. So it, that the fact that you know the fact that they don't have to do that could be a major advantage to them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Just the uncertainty. Like it's the bird in the hand. It's the money in the bank now versus the uncertainty. What if we? Yeah, we go on the market because we want 20 offers. But what if none of them come? Mm -hmm. But if you lay that out to the seller and you let them decide, most of them right now are going to say, let's play the market because they hear, yeah. right? But at least then they get to decide. Well, they, and to that, yesterday I had a conversation with one of those six that I mentioned to you. And she asked me, do you ever show the homes before we actually come on the market? We've got the, the listing assigned. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be ready for photos until the 30th. So this house is still out a little bit. And I went through this discussion with her and said, yes, we can. Here's the thing. Yeah. And, and said, Pros so and do, you, do you want? And so I said, you and your husband talk about it. And, and we set up an appointment. I went over at 11 this morning and met with her. And she said, if I can just shut down all this stuff I'm having to do, mm -hmm. you bring a buyer that's willing to pay this much money, this, totally. this number. Yep. And she said, sold. Love it. We won't, I'm, I'm so done with getting my <laughs> house ready for the market. And this is not, an, this is not a, an inexpensive home. This is a nice house. And it's not that the house is not in good condition, it's just they've lived there for a while and they have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so it's really straining them to get this house staged for photos and 3D and so all So you have anybody stuff. you're going to take, take over And there? so I've got something I want to take over there. <laughs> you betcha. And somebody yeah. I've been working with for two months looking yeah. for a home. That's awesome. And so, yeah, that's going to end. I know in advance. Yeah. I, I know and in advance. And that's the part that makes it like, like yeah. if any other agent has a problem with that, then they don't get they don't get it. That's yeah. right. And that's the part when you saw Chris stand up like, what's the you know thing about agents? Yeah. Yes, there's ethics, but there's also competition. There's good business. And if I'm a if I'm a a consumer in this market, why wouldn't I go to where the most amount of business is flowing through? Because that's where the most amount of right. opportunities are going to get created. And yeah, we're going to get slaughtered for putting that generally out there, the but. best agents. It's, it's just like anything else. Steph Curry is the best basketball player in the NBA when it comes to shooting three-pointers because he, he takes the most shots and he gets the most reps, yep. period. Mm -hmm. So it, it applies to anything. If you're getting the most reps and you're purposeful, you're, you're going to increase your yeah. talent. It's a law. Yeah. So come work with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. Lots wow. of strategies. Good, good episode. <laughs> Fun stuff. Working with buyers is a... 
is a rush. It's a fun yeah, it thing. Is. And it's oh, so yeah. fun. It's I so, was talking to Leah about so that rewarding. the other day. And I, we were we ran into, and we'll wrap up this, went over to Longhorn on Friday night, and, and this family walked in the door. And, and it's been 13 years since I sold them a house. It was Chris and Jamie Scott. And just, man, they lit up. I lit up. They gave me a hug. Leah knew them because, you know, when you work with buyers for a long time, I was early in my career. Mm-hmm. And, man, and... In the last five years, I've worked with only sellers, and it's not the same. You see them when you list their house, and you see them at the closing. You talk to them a thousand times, but face-to-face, working with buyers is a really special part of this business, and you get to see that. And so so is sellers, but, man, seeing the Scots made me... Made me miss that. It's just a fun, fun business. We're blessed to have uh, so much support in this community. Our clients, we appreciate you a ton. Keep keep sharing our content, if you would, for us. Like the video, subscribe, and we'll be back next week for episode four.